really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Thanks for joining me here today. I'm always happy to record this podcast and come up with another topic. Usually it's a topic that's been on my mind for one reason or another. And today I'm going to talk about kindness, why we need need more kindness in the world, and how can we each bring more kindness into the world. And I suppose it's on my mind for one reason, because I've been watching the series Succession lately, which is about a family, really a whole workplace full of people who are terribly unkind to one another. It's actually really shocking when I watch the storylines that unfold and how cruel people can be within a family, but also to their co-workers. But when I reflect on it, I realize it's not a far off depiction of what life is like in many places in our country nowadays. And when I spend very much time on social media, I'm also shocked when I go there at how cruel people are to one another when they make comments about people's posts and when they argue with one another about things. And it really feels like a cold and unforgiving place to be at times. But at the same time, I have also found my own little refuges within social media where there's a tremendous amount of kindness. And for one thing, in the end of life space where I hang out a lot, where people write about death, dying, grief, and the afterlife, there tends to be much more consciousness in general around kindness, compassion, listening, attuning to other people. And I've also found a few places online where there's an intention to share only positive stories from the news because our our news media often now are so focused on negative events and sensationalized events that there are a couple of channels I found that primarily focus on good things and happiness and people being kind to one another. And I see what a difference it makes to me. Those places where I find little pockets of kindness, uh, it's like an oasis in the desert to actually read stories and see examples of people being kind. And it makes me realize just how much each one of us needs kindness in our own lives and how we can get into these cycles of negativity for ourselves and negativity toward other people if we're not consciously working on and an attitude of kindness and compassion toward other people. And when I say the word kindness, I guess I'm talking about compassion in action in a way. When we act on compassionate feelings in a way that is kind toward other people. Because it's one thing, it's a great thing when we feel compassion and when our emotions are positive and we generate compassion within us. But to make a difference in the world, it's really important that we act from that compassion. 
and behave toward other people with acts of kindness. So that's something I've been contemplating and realizing for myself that because there is a lot of negativity and unkindness in the world around me that I'm exposed to all the time, I really do have to intentionally increase my exposure to kindness, but also my own ability to practice kindness in the moment. I think of myself as a fairly kind person, but in you know in general and kind of sometimes unconsciously, I kind of naturally often do kind things, but that it would be even better for me, and this is part of my self-care in a way, if I focus on kindness a little bit more and I focus on intentionally doing acts of kindness and reflecting on how that how I feel about that and how that helps me feel more connected to other people. Because here's another thing that has developed for me, I suppose, since the pandemic, is that I feel more disconnected and separate from other people than I have at any other time in my life. And part of that is because I've retired from my job, so I don't go into a workplace um, where where I see other people at work. I don't see patients anymore. Uh, I do podcasts and I write things, and that's primarily at home by myself in front of my computer. So I've really lost some of my my places where I can feel connected with other people. And to be honest, I've lost the desire in in many ways to have connected with the connectedness with other people. So I tend to avoid situations where I'll be around a lot of people. So if I get invited to go to a party or social event, I'm likely to find reasons not to go because it doesn't sound enjoyable to me. And I, I don't find myself longing to be around other people. I'm not sure why it is, but I think I've been conditioned to being alone and I'm comfortable with the aloneness that I have. And yet I also know that connection is important for us as we grow older and very important for our health. So what I'm putting together in my own mind is that intentionally fostering kindness in my behavior toward other people will be one way of helping me work myself back into more connectedness with other people in the world and just remembering how to be connected. So I spent uh, some time reading a lot of different studies that have been done on kindness, a lot of research, and uh, it's very compelling and makes total sense that we really do need to be intentionally working on kindness as a way of showing up in the world and behaving toward other people. And so one of the first things I just wanted to mention that comes up over and over in the studies that I've read is that kindness is contagious. When we do visible acts of kindness in the world that other people either witness or they hear about or somehow it becomes visible to them and and not not doing it visibly because we want to get credit for it or get rewarded for being kind, but primarily so that other people can just see one person doing something kind for another. 
Many different studies have shown that acts of kindness are contagious. Someone who sees another person being kind is much more likely to do something kind themselves. And that includes being more generous and making donations to charity or offering to help someone they see who's in trouble. And so kindness is contagious. And that alone is a reason to want to do acts of kindness intentionally every day, because we'll start we'll be spreading kindness toward others. And we can all probably agree, we need a lot more kindness in our world. And it isn't that people who are not intentionally being kind are not good people. It's just that they may be in a state of kind of complacency, and they may not have been motivated or inspired to be kind to someone else. So when we go out in the world and be kind, we can infect someone else with the motivation and the inspiration to be kind as well. And that's really powerful. But as we have all seen with our interactions on social media, unkindness is also contagious. And right now, I think we have an epidemic of unkindness going on in our society, online, offline, all around us. When you know, I see people honking their horns, I see people shaking their fists, yelling at other people. I even I witnessed it right here in front of the post office where I live where a woman was sitting in her car and she was upset because she felt that drivers were not following the best pattern as they drove through the parking lot. Um, a few drivers took a little shortcut in order to get to a parking spot and she was honking her horn and shaking her fist and yelling at people. And yet there weren't very many cars in the parking lot at all. Uh, it wasn't a crowded parking lot. There was no shortage of parking spaces. And so it was an uncalled for situation in a way. And she was really kind of taking out her own frustration or anger on other people, but it created a negative mood for people and left this this unsettled feeling in people witnessing her behavior. And for whatever reason, she may have felt that she was upholding the law by reminding people how they should drive through the parking lot. Um, she may have thought she was doing something good, but it created a negative tone and a negative atmosphere around the post office that day. So as I'm saying, unkindness is contagious, just as kindness is. And we have to be careful about the behavior that we show up in the world with and make sure that we are not tainted by someone else's unkindness and turn around and behave negatively toward another person. So I'll review for you again from the studies why kindness is beneficial to us and um, and how it works in a sense. Um, so kindness, uh, being kind to someone else releases both endorphins and oxytocin. And so we know that endorphins give us a sense of like a natural high feeling, an actual, a natural feeling of happiness and pleasure. Oxytocin is the relationship hormone that helps us desire connection, and relationship with other people. One study showed that 
even imagining doing a good deed or being kind to someone else helped release endorphins and oxytocin. So just thinking about the the desire to be kinder to other people can actually help us feel better in the moment. So I'm talking about kindness on the podcast, you're listening to it. And as we think about it and process these ideas around kindness, we're feeling better. But actually being kind to other people can increase life satisfaction. None of these are surprising benefits. We could all, you know, probably come up with this list on our own and imagine this. Um, Being kind leads to stronger relationships. That totally makes sense too. Kind people have better mental and physical health. Also longer longevity. But another study showed that being kind to other people made you less susceptible to the common cold. That sounds really good. It improves immune function, but they actually found that people who regularly did acts of kindness got fewer colds during the year than others. That's amazing. Uh, It's been shown in lots of medical settings to increase healing. So when doctors and medical staff are kind to patients, they have better results when there's intentional kindness being shown. And kindness also boosts our brain health. And that's great for all of us as we're aging. And then as we know, if kindness helps us with our relationships, it can help our sense of connectedness. And that's so important for us as we get older as well. So a few other common factors that show up in studies around kindness is that kindness is like a muscle. We have to practice it and use it regularly in order to get used to approaching the world with a kind state of mind. But that kindness also becomes a self-reinforcing habit. So the more we practice kindness, the easier it becomes. And the more internal rewards we feel from being kind, so the more likely we are to be kind and the less effort it takes to be kind. So the more likely we are to just automatically make the kind choice when we're in a situation, when when we have a choice, we could hold the door open for another person who's carrying a heavy package, or we could ignore them and walk through on our own and let the door fall shut. We could make either choice, but we're much more likely to choose the kind thing without having to think about it or or struggle over it. And so that's just one example. But think of all the times during a day when we may have choices about how we treat another person. And one more thing, witnessing and practicing kindness toward others also helps us be kinder to ourselves. And as I've talked about with self-care before, it's really clear we have to start with ourselves. If we ourselves are starving for connection with others, it will be even harder to be kind to other people. So we need to start by building up and and feeding ourselves in a sense uh, so that we'll be able to be kinder to other people. And I was reading from some of these studies and articles about some practices. And uh, in one article, they recommend to increase your ability to be kind, start doing some work on your own, perhaps through journaling and through meditation. 
And it said to first increase your feeling of connectedness with other people and maybe journaling about a time when you felt a very strong connection with someone else and how powerful it was and everything that you felt emotionally inside during that time of great connection. And to also write about a time when you felt very supported by another person, because that's bringing up all the emotions that go along with kindness and compassion. And to remember how it felt to you when someone else was there for you, someone showed up, someone tuned into you, recognized what you needed and was able to be there for you. Another practice that was recommended, and this is kind of prior to showing kindness to others, just to help us build up our capacity for kindness, maybe to fulfill the well, in a sense, to nourish ourselves before we step out and try to show kindness to to others. So another practice that was recommended is to go on an awe walk, A-W-E. So that would be a walk in nature or most likely a walk outside somewhere where we're able to see something that gives us that feeling of awe, like, wow, this is a vast and amazing universe that I'm part of. So maybe go outside at night and look up at the stars if you're able to see them or notice a a mountain range or, or the ocean or maybe a beautiful forest or just a very old tree outside or a beautiful garden, anything that gives you that feeling inside that there's something bigger than you in the world, that there's this living energy in the universe that is vast and expansive and amazing. And you are part of it. You are filled with it. But it's so much bigger than just who you are and what your life consists of. So that it was recommended just spend 10 minutes on a walk outside where you allow yourself to experience awe in whatever way possible, however that comes for you. The next was practicing a compassion meditation where you imagine just bringing in lots of love and light within yourself and filling yourself with it so that you can intentionally go out and share it with other people. So that's kind of the preparation before you begin to show kindness. And so that's something I'm going to be working on the next few days because the one thing that I want to try this practice that has been written about in a number of different studies is random acts of kindness. And you've probably heard about that before. You've probably heard that term before. And, um, But this one particular study suggests intentionally doing five acts of kindness in one day. And they emphasize random acts of kindness, I guess because it is it involves tuning into the world around you as you go through your daily life and noticing where kindness is needed, noticing a situation where you could do something nice for another person. So a a random act is more powerful in some ways than a planned act where you plan, well, tomorrow I'll go online to this charity and make an online donation. That would be kind. But that's a planned act of kindness. And it's different than when you 
notice a need in the world around you and respond to it by doing something kind. So the random acts of kindness require you to not be sure what it is you're going to do for others, to not be sure how or where or when you will show kindness, but to have the intention as you go out during the day that I am going to show kindness today. So it puts you in this really interesting frame of mind where you're tuning in, you're watching, observing, listening, so that you notice situations where you could do something that would be kind to another person. And that's actually really the way we should probably be going throughout our day every day. But we have to train ourselves to be that fully present and fully awake and alert and aware from moment to moment during our day. So uh, what I plan to do is choose a day this week when I'll be going out, when I need to go do my grocery shopping and run a few errands so that I'll be out in the world and out in public and watch and wait for situations where I, I can find ways to be kind to other people. And the emphasis is that these are not huge acts of kindness. It's, it's not something enormous. It's sometimes the very smallest little thing, noticing that uh, someone dropped their keys in the parking lot and without realizing it and picking them up and taking them to that person, or maybe even returning your your grocery cart back to the store instead of leaving it out in the middle of the parking lot. Tiny, small acts that are kind toward other people are what we're looking for here in the random acts of kindness. And one of the keys is to record, record them right down in your journal or somewhere, the five acts that you did. And they actually recommend writing it down right away. As soon as you do the act of kindness, I think that might be hard for me because I will be driving and moving around. I'm not sure that I will have the means of in the moment sitting down and writing something down. But uh, I think it would work just as well at the end of the day to record the five things and then also write a little bit about how you felt about about these acts of kindness. And you might write about exactly what it was like in the situation and maybe how did the other person respond and how did you feel about the way the other person responded? Because we have to be aware that not everyone may respond positively to the acts of kindness that we show them. And so we have to be prepared. We're being kind because that is the, the right thing to do and the right way to be. But realistically, we don't fully know what's happening with the other person. We don't know what's going on in their life. And we don't know if they uh, are going to respond well to our kindness because they might be preoccupied they might be struggling with something. They might have a mental health issue going on at the time. And so it's a good exercise to behave in, in a kind way based on what we witness and what we're aware of, but not being attached to any outcome. And then being able to write about how that felt like, wow, this person was not grateful that I offered I offered some assistance to them, but write about how that feels because that can help us remember uh, this idea of giving when, when there's into the best of our knowledge, a need for, for something to be given, but not being attached to the outcome and recognizing 
it, it may not always go in a positive direction as much as we would like it to. So I think that is, that's a good place to start. It can also help us clear up our, any agendas that we might have, like, why is it that I want to be kind to other people? Am I looking for praise or rewards? And that in particular will show up if someone doesn't seem to be impressed or happy that we did something kind to them. Uh, Our own disappointment might tell us, oh, I was kind of hoping that I would get a smile or a positive reaction or that someone would notice I did something nice. And that's having an agenda in advance for being kind. And then that tells us that we need to work on that. Why is it that, that we what is it that we want out of being kind? Are we hoping other people will notice us and will think that we're kind and will feel positively toward us? So I, so it's, it's healthy for us to be able to be self-reflective and look at our agenda and our reasons why we're giving. But sometimes we can't see all of the agendas until we're in the situation and actually carrying out an act of kindness and receiving whatever the other person's reaction is and then being able to look at how we feel about it inside. We need to go through the whole process in order to really understand do we have strings attached to the giving that we're doing and what do we need to do to kind of free that up to be less attached to the outcome because if someone doesn't receive our our kindness well it might be because our kindness is coming from a place of neediness inside us that's what we want to be able to recognize maybe there's a part of me that needs to heal and I'm trying to be kind to someone else but it's coming from my neediness and I'm holding on just demanding that they give me what I need out of this interaction that could be a really powerful way of looking within and understanding myself and seeing what I need to work on and what I need to heal in order to help my kindness be more pure and more authentic and genuine and without attachments. And also, I think there is a place for anonymous kindness too. I think we can be kind and we don't need other people to see that that I'm the person who did the kind thing. We don't need another person's reaction. We can do it in a hidden way and not even need to see the response to it. Just do it because in the moment it intuitively we felt this seems like the right thing to do so um i love this idea of the five acts five random acts of kindness in one day the reason to do five in one day is because that's actually quite a few but this is a really good way of exercising that kindness muscle and building up kindness as a habit is to take one day and for that day focusing in on five different times when it's possible to be kind. And it also shows us that there are opportunities around us all the time to be kind to other people. And we might discover that during that day as we're focusing on it. Uh, we might find through a lot more chances than we even realized to be kind. Uh, I in, I found 
a web, couple of websites where they talked about ideas for random acts of kindness. One was from a BuzzFeed article. It had 101 acts of kindness. I only uh, wrote down a few of them, but I thought I'd mention a few just to inspire you and me of types of things that we could do to show kindness. Uh, some of them involved when you're driving in your car to let someone into your lane who needs to merge or change lanes to maybe slow down a little bit, make space, let someone in, be aware of other drivers and what they're needing or what they're looking for. Let someone go ahead of you. Uh, if, uh, if you're in line or waiting for something, Oh, let someone else have the parking spot. If you're in a crowded parking lot and, um, you know, you and another person drive up at the same time, wave them into the spot and wave out of kindness. Hello. And keep looking for your own spot. One suggestion was be open with compliments for other people, um, people you know, people online, maybe to focus on today, I'm going to give out compliments to three different people and say something positive when I'm online. One idea was to leave sticky notes with positive slogans on mirrors, like in public bathrooms. Another one is if you're in a group, make sure you focus on including everyone in the group in conversation. So notice who hasn't had a chance to speak and do your best to look at that person, make eye contact, invite them to speak or comment. To um, offer to babysit for someone for free, I do that as a grandmother, whenever I'm around my grandchildren, um, maybe write your partner a list of things that you love about them. Um, say thank you to a service worker wherever you go, like a janitor or a garbage collector. One of the places I see a big need for that is inside our post office where um, where I live, our postal workers, wow, are, are overworked. <laughs> They're understaffed and overworked always tired and often getting a lot of anger and hatred from people who have had to stand in line a long time and they receive a lot of negativity. And that seems like a great place to just go in and be kind and say, thank you. Wow, you made my day. Thanks for helping me. Thanks for, thanks for all the work you do. I really appreciate it. And there could be lots of lots of service workers in any position who help us with things who f would always benefit from a thank you and a kind word. Um, one idea, drop off pet food at an animal shelter near you. But I would say maybe check out and see if they need pet food dropped off. <laughs> that I mean, I, th I would think it might be good to know before you donate something if if the place you're giving to actually needs what you want to give them. Another thought was to make two lunches and give one away um, as you're going out for your lunch at work or something. Um, always help other people when they have heavy bags or a heavy load or when someone drops something in front of you or you see someone struggling. Um, Oh, another idea was always buy lemonade from children who have a lemonade stand. I, I love that idea. I think that's very sweet. Another thought was putting change in expired parking meters. And there were 
many, many more ideas. I just wanted to read a few of them just to kind of get the wheels turning for all of us if we want to be inspired to be kind this week. And what I plan to do, I'm picking a day this week, I'm going to do five random acts of kindness. I'm going to journal about it. And then in next week's episode, I'll come back and I'll tell you about my experience in case that's something that you plan to do as well. And maybe we can share some of our ideas and our thoughts about how this went. So I hope you find ways to bring more kindness into your life. Start by being kind to yourself first. Remember, um, if you have lots of negative thoughts and self-judgment, please give yourself a break and be kind today and every day this week if you can. So I'll be back next week and we'll follow up on this idea of kindness. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.